What is up? We are back. Tony in the field. Tony in the field. Oh my God. I love those guys. So excited to be on Tony in the field. Love the show. Oh man. I can't wait. I'm fired up. Preston, what's on the menu, brother? The gloves are coming off. James catches, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Swoops. Dancing for the win! Texas is back, folks! Indiana's 9 out of 12. Oh! Gerald Green! That's a man's jam! Alright, what's up everybody? It's Tony in the field, back with you. Uh, middle of February, past Super Bowl week. Football's over, but not really because we have this Alliance of American Football thing that's going on that everyone's getting kind of hyped about uh, just because it got a slightly better rating than the, the NBA over the weekend. Um, there were some fun plays though. Mike Bercovici, former ASU QB, getting his head ripped off. We'll talk a little bit about the Alliance of American Football if we think it can survive. Um... And what we think about it in general. Got LeVar Ball back on his FS1 tour. Uh, to no one's surprise. Got him on Undisputed. They got him on The Herd. Probably got him on whatever else programming they have on that network. Uh, we'll break that down. Whatever other terrible programming that they have during the day. <laughs> Particularly when he literally <laughs> said that Lonzo is better than LeBron. And then Shannon <laughs> Shannon freaked out. Uh <laughs> Which is great. Whatever horse meat day, day show that they have going on over there. <laughs> and the execs are just screaming in Shannon's ear like, give it to him, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> come on, give it to him, Shannon. Um, we're desperate. All right. Uh, we're halfway through the NBA season. Talk a little MVP. You could probably make a case for two or three guys in the league or even more. Talk a little bit about that. Um, PJ Tucker dropping 30K on a pair of shoes. We'll give you a little snippet into that ESPN Plus show, The Boardroom, with KD and um, Kuz. And then Jay Williams, he also brings on uh, a couple tech dudes from the Bay Area. Um, and we'll give you our thoughts on that show and also on PJ Tucker, just spending an absurd amount of money on shoes and our thoughts on college basketball, which is that no one can shoot. We're talking sports talk, Barry, who just continues to win the internet. One of the best follows on Twitter. AP is going to give a champions league shout out. And then we'll get into a couple interesting media stories. Adnan Vert getting fired by ESPN for leaking information regarding baseball tonight. Didn't know people cared that much about baseball or baseball tonight for that to be a fireable offense. And we have KD versus the media, particularly Ethan Strauss of The Athletic. I've read a couple of his articles uh, in the last few days about that. And then we have our Save the Industry segment uh, where AP's got some quality audio on Screaming A talking Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Skip talking about the Pelicans and Shannon Sharp talking about Goat James. What's up, Big Tony? Man, just another day, bro. We got a stacked show. I mean, th- th- this uh, this lineup is absolutely packed. Uh, un- unlike a Pelicans game, which which uh, they-, they can't get butts in the seats around here, man. A- AD wants to go. Uh, he-, he I can't blame him, but but he can't blame the Pelicans for for obviously sitting him out of the fourth quarter. And then I, I mean, honestly, if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I set him out for the rest of the season, bro. Take the hundred thousand dollar per game fine. That's that's chump change to the Bensons. Uh, and then, you know, make sure that he's at peak value come summer. But, but, but as we always say, chief, as we always say, 
Do not trade with Danny Ainge. You will get fleeced. Yes. Do not trade with the Boston Celtics, particularly Danny Ainge. Shout out North Eugene High School. There's another GM uh, who's from Eugene. Uh, was it? Was it? Is it the dude who owns the Saints? Actually, um, what's that guy's I don't name think again? So. I forget that guy's name. Um, maybe I'm completely off. I was looking up a bunch of GMs the other day. Uh, and I don't think it's no, it's not the Bensons. It's I can't remember who it is. Oh no, it's Mickey Loomis. That's who it is. He's there. Uh, he's yeah, I think he is in charge there. Yeah, Mickey Loomis is the uh, GM of the Saints. Yep. So not the owner, but the GM. Uh, anyways, he's from Eugene. Complete side note. Hey, quick, quick, uh, quick, quick shout out here while we're on the topic of beautiful Eugene, Oregon. I'm reading Shoe Dog right now by Phil Knight, and nice. I can already tell you that I'm only about seventy pages in, but it's already. Probably my favorite book of all time. I love it, man. I love it. Easily my favorite book of all time as well. Uh, I've probably marked 30 or so different pages in there that I go back and reread every now and then. God, that guy's just the goat, isn't he? He's just the absolute goat. There's no other way around it. He is. And the number one thing that I'm taking away from this is just don't be afraid to take a risk, man. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you only got one life. You got to live it. Uh, you got to live your best life. Those, those may all be cliches, but 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 man, they are deep and true, Skip. And I, I think it really is deep and true when it when you look at some of the jobs out there and and some of the industries that need help and some of the things that that, that uh, aren't too aren't too uh, uh, you know satisfiable or uh, pleasurable in this world. And and you just got to do what you love and and continue to believe in that. And eventually, you'll be successful. And remember, folks, happiness is defined. Success is defined by happiness. Uh, so. You know, let's uh, let's just keep this towing the field thing rolling, man. We're we're gonna make it. I think that's a great point, man. I think you summarized it pretty well. Uh, tr- definitely travel the world as much as you can and uh, too. enjoy the moments. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, ne- never give up on the dream. And yeah, Phil Knight didn't. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but you kind of know this already. I mean, he Nike wasn't really really made or solid or like he didn't know he was gonna survive until he's probably in his fifties, if we're being honest. So. Um, it's it's pretty crazy, man. Just how hard that guy worked to to get where he is now. I mean, there are definitely plenty of billionaires who started out with pocket aces in life, with dads or moms who were rich, etc. But uh, Phil, uh, man, he, it's awesome just reading, especially the Oregon connection, the U of O and the Portland connection is just cool reading about uh, kind of how he grew up and uh, where he came from and all that. And it's pretty unreal that. Um, that yeah, man. I mean, he came from just a random middle class family in East Moreland in Portland, and uh, and Nike's Nike. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that dude deserves every penny uh, that he has. And we are beyond lucky as University of Oregon alumni to have had the blessing of him uh, throughout our university with all the funding that he contributed to our great school, yep. uh, and you know all the funding that he contrib- uh, continues to contribute. So, just a huge shout out to that guy, man. He's a man. Big really shout is. out! Big shout out to the goat. It looked like they had fun at the uh, recruiting night uh, over there on Nike's campus, the world headquarters uh, in beautiful Beaverton, Oregon, the other night uh, with, with my guy Neil Everett, MC in it, and a bunch of uh, Oregon goats there, Joey Harrington and Mariota, and a bunch of those guys, Lamichael Kenyon. Uh, looked like a cool time there as Cristobal landed the best recruiting class in program history. So we got Ducks football. Um, Continuing to rise under Cristobal, uh, programs in good hands. We have the Alliance of American Football to discuss, Big Tony. 
Um, yes. I'm not 100% yes, sure what what to make of this league. So it was like the first Sunday with or first weekend without football in, you know, since August of last year. And we had the football scaries. Everyone did. But then you, you flip over to CBS Sports Net, uh, 7.20, whatever. And then also uh, there was a game or two on CBS Sports as well. Um, and you get guys like Mike Bercovici and Christian French and random Pac-12 players who, who were solid Pac-12 players um, and solid college football players, just not quite NFL-level guys. And you're checking out these uh, goofy rules. You have to go for two every time. It's pretty tough to get a penalty uh, in general. You have just yeah, like Nick Aliotti's the DC, I think, of the Arizona team. Mike Riley's the coach of one of these teams. Steve Spurrier is the coach of the Orlando Apollos. That's my adopted team. Uh, we got the San Diego Fleet. We got the Memphis Express. <laughs> That's a heck of a name, the Express. Um, it's just uh, it's got some interesting things going for it. It's got. Uh, the best thing it has going for it is that the NFL is not on right now and we're still craving football. But uh, it's, you know, I, I, I think uh, I'm not going to be a hater. I don't think that it can't survive. I'm not one of those guys who's glued to it. It seemed like I t- turned on sports radio and people were actually talking a lot about it. I'm not super glued to it or anything. But if it's on, I'll I'll watch it for a bit. Yeah, I didn't watch an entire game, and I don't think I'm going to watch an entire game throughout the duration of the season. What is it, like 10 weeks and they have playoffs? But I was intrigued by just, as you as you mentioned, the, the, the mere fact that football's over, but it's not. It's at the perfect time gap uh, for, for this to kind of, for this product to kind of work. And I was very intrigued by some of the highlights uh, that occurred throughout the games. Like that hit on Berkovici, oh my God. That dude absolutely snatched his soul. He got absolutely obliterated, dude. Like I, his helmet flew. I thought Berkovici was going to wake up and think that he was in the NFL or maybe back at Arizona State. I don't know. That was uh, obviously scary, you know, you know with, with health concerns and CT and all that. But He definitely got some instant CT that, there. Like, that was a guy. massive hit and there was no flag. And there were many, many massive hits and, and a very, uh, very, um, you know, cl- clear uh, call by the like calls by the ref for, for no flags and all that. So just kind of a bizarre weekend of football. And as you mentioned, all the goofy rules and everything. I don't know. What do you think, Chief? Do you think this thing is here to stay? I I don't. Uh, I think it'll stay a couple of years. Uh, I mean, you look in like previous uh, you know, they have old arena leagues, and I guess the CFL has been around for a while, and they used to have leagues um, that are kind of like this, like semi-pro leagues. They even had a Portland, like Portland had a team, Portland Thunder or something like that. Um, yeah, so that was the arena league. Darren Thomas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So Darren Thomas was on that. I remember he was all over the news in the Oregonian for like a three-week stretch there. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, um, you know, the, the whole ratings thing, I'm not super – uh, I guess convinced by is the best way to put that. I know that um, there have been previous leagues in the past, like the Arena League, the XFL, or is that the one that's coming next year? I don't know. All these, le- all these random semi-pro. Too many of them, honestly. Pro- don't forget, there's still the Canadian Football League. <laughs> yeah, all these semi-pro leagues kind of blend together. I-, I think the CFL, the Canadian Football League, is never going to draw much interest in-, in the states simply because it's labeled as the Canadian Football League, and all the teams are from up there, and we don't have any of those teams, even if they do have like a random college quarterback who used to be pretty good like a Manziel or a Vernon Adams so I mean I don't I don't see myself ever watching the CFL league um I will say that 
the fact that like the thing that interests me the most about this league is the fact that you can just jack someone up and not get a penalty <laughs> like like this might bring you know how jacked up used to exist on espn like before all the cte concerns i think uh yeah. we might get a yeah, nice we might get a nice little uh jacked up segment out of this league which i wouldn't mind uh and i think like it's got its perfect niche as far as the time slot like this is one of the worst time slots for sports like even worse than the summer in my opinion just because i'm a big tennis guy but um the NBA regular season doesn't really do it for me. I'll watch games. I watched the Blazers lose to the Thunder tonight. Uh, I'll watch games, and especially like a big Saturday night matchup I'll watch. But generally speaking, the NBA regular season just doesn't do it for me. College basketball definitely doesn't do it for me and college un- basketball stinks, until the tournament, and I'll watch the tournament. But regular season college basketball is literally unwatchable. Stanford was like... Re- re- regular season college basketball is... It's brutal, man. It's like yeah. watching those milkmen play against Wilt in the '60s. I know, I know. Doing their no, it really is, dude. Yeah. No one can shoot. No, no one can shoot. It's amazing. Like literally, no one. Zion was like 16 percent from three this year. Like just so, <laughs> just so everyone knows, that's what Zion's like. I mean, he. You can always get better as a shooter. I'll say that. But like the fact that some of these teams are talking about trading Porzingis and a couple other people for Zion. I'm like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> like, do you know how good Porzingis is? Like, just because he got hurt? Like, the- anyways, that's a whole different conversation. Um, But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, I think it's at a good time. I don't think I'm ever going to be, like, overly passionate for it. I think the fact that they only pay the players uh, 250 grand for a three-year contract, so that's, you know, like, whatever, 80 grand a year, 82, 83 grand a year. Uh, I think they can probably stay afloat that way. So, yeah, I'm kind of down for it. Like, um, I'm not going to lock in, but I think it's, you know, it's at a perfect time period is, what I guess, what I'm trying to say. So I'll I'll watch every now and then. But, like, in general, I'm definitely not going to be, like, as excited as it seems a lot of other people are about it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, 80 grand for... 80 grand per year yeah, uh, and only about 10 weeks of work. Eh, that's not bad for some of these guys. I mean, especially if it's just like a, I mean, it's really a temporary league, right? Either they get back in the NFL or they're, they're back in groceries with the guys that used to check Jordan. Yeah. Or the, <laughs> the, the guys that used to go on their paper routes and then check Jordan a couple hours later. Wasn't Fredo talking about how his accountant used to check Jordan in the finals? Yeah. No, I think he, I think he did. Yeah. Shout the, out to the Alfredo lo- Martinez. The, shout out to the uh, local the yeah. show. Yeah. Huge homie. Probably one of the funniest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, Fredo, we know you're listening. We love you, man. And uh, tell your accountant to uh, call in on the show. We'd love to have him break down Garden Jordan in the finals. Yeah, I think he takes his uh, taxes to that local CPA in Lake Oswego, actually, down the street from my house. So I think that's the guy who guarded Jordan. Yeah, one of the many that tried to guard Jordan and, and ended up getting 40 piece. LeBron, LeBron, I'll just say this, LeBron would have never survived in that era, that's for sure. No, LeBron would have averaged negative 20 points a game. (laughs) Oh, man, we'll talk about Sports Talk Barry in a second, Uh, one of the best follows on Twitter, and he really blew up today with uh, that Kaepernick tweet that you pointed out to me. Uh, where he he does the th- he does he does this with a couple different Twitter accounts. He's done it with Bleach Report. He does it with Ian Rappaport, where he changes his Twitter name and his uh, Twitter <laughs> and the photo and the Twitter and photo, the, the exact Avi of a reporter, and then tweets out a random <laughs> report, like a fake report, and people buy it every time. I mean, we had we had NBA players retweeting him today. We had, well more than that. It was like legit reporters too. Yeah, NFL players. Buda Baker retweeted him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was good. I mean, let's just talk about it right now if you want to. So he, he, yeah, he, let's do it. He, he's a, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Funny is, 
Chief, funniest thing that I saw was Michael Fabiano. You know the fantasy football guy? Uh, I don't know if I know who that is, actually. Okay, well, you probably heard of him. He's, okay. he's like a Matthew Barry, like one of the prominent uh, I fantasy see. football guys. He, he, he slid into Sports Talk Barry's mentions and was like, who does this, man? Like, this is such a loser move. And it's just like... <laughs> just doesn't like, get it. It's like, it's, like, it's like, dude, put down the stale Doritos and just like, and just like appreciate the humor and all this. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I know. And like, don't get mad at the dude that's doing this. Yeah. Get mad at the, get mad at the clowns that are retweeting this without actually looking to see who it is. I love, I love the combination of like stiff reporter meets t- like new age Twitter and they just don't know what's happening. It's just, it's hilarious. And they yeah, don't get it. And dude. then, and they then, okay. Don't get it. And so, and he's been, so sports talk, Barry on Twitter, give him a follow. He's up to like 94 K followers, by the way. I think we, f- we started following him back when he had like 10 K followers. So we're, we're some, <laughs> we're a long time sports talk, Barry guys. His thing is to call out uh, MJ and uh, Brady, and Brady, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but because it's true. It is true. Uh, so he he tweets today that Kaepernick signs a one year nine million dollar deal with the Jets, and he and he and it was like sources say, and he had the Rappaport profile pic on his Twitter, and he had changed his Twitter and he name. Had the graphic too. And he, he had the yeah, and he created a Photoshop graphic. The Jets uniform. Yeah. He nailed it. He created a Photoshop graphic, and people fell for it. People retweeted it. Buda Baker retweeted it. Marquise Chris, that NBA player who got absolutely postered by some Euro on the Knicks tonight, yeah, he retweeted it. Um, just a bunch of people retweeted it. And then, oh, and then one of the funniest parts is he screenshotted it so a conversation, someone saw the Sports Talk Barry tweet, then they tweeted at the real Rappaport account, is this true, Kaepernick to the Jets? Question mark. And then, and then Rappaport, the real Rappaport, tweeted back at him, what are you talking about? So he was getting a bunch of D. The real rapper was getting a bunch of DMs about the uh, the cap uh, is signing that that sports like Barry faked. It's unreal, man. Dude, it really is. And and, um, and this is like obviously as you mentioned, this isn't the first time that he's done this. He does this uh, a a lot of times with like when he changes. Did the funny? I think the funniest is when he changes his Abby to Woj, and then he like makes up the fake fights in the locker room after teams lose. Oh yeah, it's out of control. That stuff is hysterical, dude. Just, just absolutely out of control, dude. Oh man. Yeah, he is. He has some. All I'm looking. I'm just thumbing through his Twitter account right now. He has some. He he gets he gets pretty out of control with some of these tweets though. Yeah, so, no, no, it's one of his, one of his most work. one of his most recent ones. WNBA players get pregnant and miss the season like it's a torn ACL. LMFAO. <laughs> the first the first comment was Demarcus Cousins scene. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's completely out of control. Yeah. yeah, don't don't give this dude a follow if you're at work, but like you yeah. know, <laughs> if you're. If you're uh, if you're dropping if you're dropping a deuce on your toilet at home and you want a good funny, check out Sports Talk Barry. He's got verified Twitter accounts. Just just fooled. I mean, granted, like I I don't even put any stock in someone's Twitter account being verified, but it's 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 just funny, man. Those people that have like 400 followers that are like local news reporters that get the verified check, dude. That that is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, dude. <sighs> it is bizarre. You know what I'm talking about? I know you know what I'm talking about, dude. You're yeah. the local news and sports industry for for three years, dude. When you see when you see someone who has like 400 followers and they have the blue check, and it's just like reporter in like the Mizzou market, you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Twitter's an interesting place, man. I don't think I would have one if I didn't have to for 
work, et cetera. But now it's kind of funny with accounts like Barry and stuff. And then you have real, I mean, it's just, it is its own crazy universe, man. It is, it's insane how people blow up like, like the barstool guys too. blow like no one would have any idea who those guys are if it, if Twitter didn't exist, you know, for the, I mean, for the most part, now that they have their podcast rolling, it's they're they're kind of in, in the game, but it's insane, man. It's insane. No, um, you're totally right. All right, let's get to our LeVar Ball chat. What do you got on LeVar Ball being back? Well, he's back. Um, just in case you didn't know, he's back on Undisputed. He's back on the herd. I saw this randomly last week. It was one of those things where you're scrolling through Twitter and, and you know, Undisputed. Someone retweets it on your timeline because, God forbid, you follow Undisputed, right? And, and you see LeVar Ball's back, and, and he's screaming at Shannon, Shannon's screaming back at him. Uh, Skip's getting paid $5 million a year to, to basically say nothing. And when he does talk, it's just like, okay, you know you don't believe that, but whatever. It's hilarious, man. He's back. Uh, he had a couple really notable comments like how Lonzo's better than LeBron because LeBron's getting old, how LeVar can fix Lonzo's free throws if he were just his coach. Uh, speaking of coach – uh, coaching, he said that Luke Walton can't coach and that that he, he'd have a better coach if, if he went to Phoenix. And uh, and then I think uh, he concluded by saying that there, he had some big baller brand water for sale and that it's in stores now. So um, what a time to be alive, Chief. <laughs> yeah, Lavar, there's a there's an there's an audio clip where I don't know. I think you might have it, but uh, Shannon and Lavar are just going at it, and Lavar goes. Uh, I, I got Lon- it right here. Lonzo you want me, you better want me to roll than roll the tape. Yeah, just roll the roll the tape. Roll the tape. Yeah, yeah, I'll roll the tape. All right, here we go, man. Here we go. I don't know if you noticed that the guy on uh, Lonzo's team. What's his name? Um, and Lonzo is not the best player on that team. Are you crazy? Are you saying Lonzo better than LeBron? Yes. Well, see, you, you lost hey, me hey, on that. Hey, hey, I lose you again. I lose you again. You can't go there. LeBron getting older. I mean, <laughs> I'll make. So better than LeBron if I'm coaching because I'm gonna let him loose and you're going to have hell. Wait, are you saying you want to coach in Phoenix then? I ain't saying I want to coach in Phoenix. I'm just giving them the first right of refusal like I did the Lakers. Try to get the boys. You don't want them. That's fine. Somebody gonna take all three of my boys. We go. Somebody. Could be close in age. We got a lot of the same. And then you ruined it by talking about Lonzo is better than LeBron. You know that's not true. You know that. Why? What you mean? Why? 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 Because LeBron that that's like a four minute clip by the way from undisputed um just desperate for content what a name and just desperate for content desperate for clicks desperate for ratings just a desperate desperate tv show on a desperate network um but yeah that 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 was pretty much the meat and potatoes of it right there just lons i mean lavar and uh and shannon screaming back and forth at each Dude, LeBron's getting old. Come on, man. Hey, what he, <laughs> what he, said, what he said, LeBron's getting LeBron's old. Man. Getting old. <laughs> he's, like, he's like looking for some excuse to make Lonzo better than LeBron. He's like, you know, LeBron's getting old. 
old. Oh shit! Come on, man. What are we doing, Lavar? And then he, and then the Shannon was like, "You know that's not true. You know that's not true." I know. And, and he's he like, "Why? Like, what you mean? Why?" Like buddy. He tried to be buddy buddy with it. Did you hear when he was like, "Come on, Lavar, we were doing, we were doing real good, man. You know, we close in age. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got a lot of the same things. It's like, oh Jesus." <laughs> And then Skip's like, so you want to coach in Phoenix now or something? That was actually kind of funny from Skip. <laughs> well, it just like came I, out of left part field. Part of me kind of appreciated that. That was like a subtle jab at LeVar. That was kind of funny. That was a classic Skip moment where it's like not even close to what LeVar said, but he was trying to make it seem like that's what, what he said. Oh, man. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. You know that's not true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, like LeVar saying that Lonzo's better than LeBron, obviously that's just – Lavar screaming. He was also on uh on the herd, which is like a which was like a fifteen minute interview, by the way, and I somehow stumbled upon it and of watched course. watched like eight minutes of it. And um wasted eight minutes of your life. Yeah. And uh there are a bunch of funny moments about it. Um Lavar, first of all, he was like, I know we got off to a kind of a rocky start talking about the last time they interviewed him when uh, Christine Leahy was there. And uh he like called her out a bunch for like basically her being like way too in his in his space about his business, but um, and then he's like, "Joy, good to see that you're there now," or something like that. Just a bunch of subtle jabs. Uh, the herd asked some. He asked some good questions. He was like, "So you don't like magic?" And he was like, "No, magic's just a face." And then he said, uh, "What else did he say?" Oh, he yeah, said, "Kind of read about that." <clears throat> he he said that um, uh, what was it? Um, it, oh, he asked him uh ab- about like those comments, and he kept saying that Lonzo was better than LeBron, and that uh, Lonzo needs to play in Phoenix, and that all three of his sons need to play in Phoenix, and he couldn't believe that he, Jello. Is, he, is the... he aware? Is he aware that that Lonzo is still on the Lakers? <laughs> Apparently not. He's just he has his own dream of all three of his boys playing in the NBA on the same team, which like I don't know how. Uh, the middle one, Leangelo. Leangelo. I don't. I don't know how, how Leangelo is getting in the NBA. Yeah, I don't know how he would. Hey, Lavar's. He, cl- he could be the video coordinator <laughs> yeah. for the Suns while Lamelo and Lonzo play. Lavar's claim was that he should be on their G League affiliate or something like that, or their summer league affiliate. He was like, at least give him a game on the summer league team. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just uh. It was funny, man. It was just a classic, classic Lavar. He's back. He's back. Uh, oh, and there was an oh, the funniest part, or one of the funniest parts, was when uh, he like, like the herd asked him if he should stop, uh, or if if Magic had kind of shut him up. If he was like, when Lonzo got drafted, did Magic tell you to shut up, or else things would be. Uh, you know, rough for you, or else you know we'd trade Lonzo That's or whatever. Question. Yeah, it was a good question. And he was like, he was like, heck no, like like Magic can't shut me up or something like that. He's like, Magic's just a face. Um, so he he clearly does not get along with Magic and does not like Luke Walton. Not by the way, newsflash. Not that any of those guys care at all about who this guy is or what he <laughs> or what he says. Um, but yeah, you know that they see that. You know that they see this interview, but they don't care about it and they don't i mean they don't, they obviously don't make any decisions based on what he says yeah of course it, it's just it's it's all comedy man like i said it's a desperate interview for, for a couple of desperate shows on a desperate network uh my bigger question to you chief emphasis is, on desperate emphasis on desperate are you going to get a big baller brand water the next time you're at the grocery store Oh, um, I have not seen one because of those. I, I'm going to. If I see it in the grocery store, I'm getting one. 
I'm picking one up. How much I got to try it. How much do they cost? Like 10 bucks? Just on principle alone, I got to try it. I wonder if the big baller can just send us one. But uh, yeah, maybe we should. Ooh. I haven't. I didn't know they were uh, in yeah. stores. Apparently they are. Oh, 99 cents. There you go. Big baller water. Official in stores with multiple sizes. It's purple and gold with Lonzo on it. Interesting. Huh. I wonder if that's the... Uh, Mr. Yume, only... is that copyright infringement? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to our lawyer, the the double Ivy, Professor Yume at the University of Oregon. Um, Yeah, I'll get one. Why not? Next time I'm down in Chino Hills, L.A., I'll be down in SoCal at some point soon. Uh, Sounds good to me. All right, uh, we gotta we gotta go NBA chat, uh, Big Tony. Let's keep it rolling with the MVP conversation. Uh, it appears to me we have a two way, maybe three way, with Paul George balling out this year. Uh, conversation between Harden, Giannis, and uh, Paul George. So Harden making history. He just had his thirtieth straight game of thirty points or more, and he is shooting like forty five percent from the field. So his usage rate is high, but it's not like he's throwing up garbage he's still shooting at a pretty high clip he has one of the highest purrs in the league Giannis obviously doing his thing I think averaging about 27 and 12 ish and the Bucks are like 42 and 13 or something ridiculous like that and then you got Paul George who uh just continues to torch everyone he plays definitely the best player on the Thunder no argument there and yeah he's also having a heck of a year. Um, he's up there. I think he might be second in the league in scoring behind Harden. Harden's like eight points a game ahead of anyone else, but I think he's – or no, I think Anthony Davis is second. But anyways, Paul George is up there and just having a good year. Uh, but, yeah, man, so any any takes on the uh, MVP conversation at the midway point of the year? I think it's Harden again. Uh, I could, Look, I can't defend a lot of the stuff Harden does. I mean, he's a walking bucket. He's obviously an incredible player a top five player and one of the best to ever uh, put the ball in the basket. But man, dude, some look, the guy travels on almost every three by definition. He literally travels on almost every three that he takes. Uh, so it's kind of like the Patriots, you know, cheating and winning at the same time. Free throws, man. I can't defend the free throws when he goes to the rack and he, it's one thing to seek content contact, but when he's literally only going to get a foul, like not trying to finish, but like just throwing himself into people to get cheap fouls. And when he does that uh, on, on three-point attempts too, I can't defend that, man. So yeah, Harden's going to win it again. Is he an incredible player? Yes. Is he a top five player? Yes. Is he one of the best to ever put the ball? Uh, but I just can't defend some of the ways that he does it, man. I don't like him as a player. Like I can't respect some of the moves that he has. I'm not dumb enough to say he's a bad player. Right. But it's tough to watch some of his games. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I would say one I mean, thing- come on, Chief. He's taking three steps on most of these threes, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like it- the vast majority of them he is traveling. Well, I don't know if I would go vast majority. I mean, uh, that might be a little bit when extreme. When he dances up top and then he does the step back, that's a travel. He does the like Allen Iverson half carry the ball, but it's really a carry. And then that's how he kind of gets away with it. I've seen a million slow-mo videos of the way he does it. Sometimes it's like for sure travel. Other times he'll like do this thing where he switches his feet really fast and steps back, which is, I, I get I, the official NBA refs tweeted that it's not a travel. Um, So it's pretty like that moves insane. I've never seen anyone do that move before. So that's the, the foot switch, but the, uh, the normal step back, that's like a, 
where he's like palming the ball and then takes like that extra lunge back apparently is a travel but um I saw CJ McCollum I've seen other players try to copy him Steph's actually done it too CJ tried to do it tonight and they get called for traveling so there has to be something that he's doing that makes it not quite a it's travel just him, chief I don't know I guess, but even it's like even, even it's the a, fact that James Harden is doing it. Yeah, but even a superstar like Steph or a really good player like CJ, they get called for it, and it's like the exact same move. So you think it it's, is the exact same move, but it's because they're not Harden. Because the refs are just so used to Harden doing that, they've all decided collectively that's not a travel. We're just gonna let this dude do it. It's by definition yeah. cheating, just like the Patriots I by don't... definition are cheaters. I think it's uh, I don't I don't know if I'm, I it, sometimes it's definitely a travel but I would say uh, the official NBA refs Twitter account which is the NBA refs in Secaucus shout out Matt Derholly, uh they, they I don't know they keep tweeting that it's not a travel so he has to be doing something I mean I mean I, I'll I'll totally give it to you sometimes it's definitely a travel but it it is bizarre that he gets away with it as much as he does that foot switch move though that's not a travel is insane I don't know how he even came up with that and the behind the back stuff is insane but yeah some of the step backs are absurd and it's annoying when like CJ will try it or whoever will try it and they get called for a travel you're just like come on man um the other thing that he's doing that's starting to rub off on players I've seen Paul George do it a lot too is the getting fouled from three where you like stick your feet forward as you land and then fall backwards i've seen paul george do it a ton this year i've seen uh cj do it i've seen a couple other players do it and he gets to the free throw line from three just by like sticking his feet forward and falling backwards and that like that that is what if i was an nba coach i'd be like ticked off with the most i'd be like okay so if i'm straight up and i'm not in his landing zone because we all know, we all know that it's one thing to like blatantly stick your foot out Zaza style and like be in someone's landing zone. That's just effed up. But if you're not in his landing zone and then he like kicks you, that's different. Yeah, it is. Like I said, man, it's hard. It's hard to root for the guy. It really is. Yeah, I I don't know. The one thing I'll say about that I I I don't I actually don't mind watching him play. I get I get why sometimes you'll you'll see like videos on Twitter of like their offense being stagnant. It's not as stagnant as like people on. Twitter pointed out to be um, like there it there, never is there's there's always there's actually a lot more ball movement than people think there is with the Rockets it's just that they ISO a lot but there's still movement away from the ball um, but uh, I will say that I do like that he's just kind of taken that franchise and elevated it and hasn't he doesn't complain he just balls dude like he he doesn't complain like even like I'm the biggest LeBron fan in the world I think LeBron's the best player ever I think he's the best player that I've ever seen and since I've been alive but I'll say that um you know of course he just wants to be surrounded by elite talent and sometimes he'll never complain publicly but I'm sure behind the scenes he's like hey man get me another star that's what it takes to win I mean it's what the Warriors did obviously they added the what many people consider the second best player in the world, Durant, to a team that had already won all those games. Uh, but the thing I respect about Harden is, okay, yeah, they got CP3, but he's not in his prime. I mean, he's just kind of taken that team and elevated it, and they damn near won the finals, or the Western Conference Finals last year. So I will say I respect that No, I mean, they would have won Harden. the finals, so they, did, they damn near won the finals. They would have won the finals. Right, right. They, so they that's damn what, near did win the finals. So that's what I say I'll respect about Harden is he's not complaining. He just took that franchise and he elevated it, man. I'm with you, but at the same time, I, I I can't I can't watch the guy do that, man. Uh, it, it's it's not basketball. Some of those some of those moves are just not basketball. Can we talk about Paul George for a sec, Chief? Yeah, go for it. Last twelve games. Can I read you some numbers? Give it to me. 
31, 31, 36, 23, 36, 37, 43, 37, 39, 27, 45, and tonight, 47, 12, and 10. 8 of 13 from 3. Human flamethrower. This dude is unfreaking real, man. And if you still don't think Paul George is a top 10 player, you need to wake up and smell the Starbucks, my friend. And if you still think that Kyrie Irving is better than Paul George, you need to wake up and smell the French press. Chief, it's as clear as day to me. Uh, what about you? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's clear. Um, uh, th- This year, for sure, no question. And even in years past. Uh, I mean, I would say with the Kyrie argument, if that's what you're asking me about, I do think that what he did in the finals a couple of years back would have elevated him over Paul George like that year, but um, with you, in, I'm with you. But but this year, yeah, for sure. I mean, what Paul George is doing is unreal. Like, if it wasn't for Harden literally making history, or Giannis like carrying a miserable Bucks franchise to like the best record, the of the best M- record. in the NBA, yep. like Paul George would be the MVP. Um, yeah, man. No, he's awesome. I watched pretty much the whole Blazer game tonight. The Blazers have no one who can guard uh, anyone who's elite on the other side, which is uh, a little bit annoying. It's a problem for sure. It's 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 a problem. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, no, he's awesome. Uh, his confidence is through the roof. His three ball is unbelievable. Um, yeah, and uh, he's one of those guys, a lot like Harden, who just like doesn't talk too much shit. He just or doesn't pound his chest and ask for the entire crowd to cheer for them. He just gets out there and gets buckets. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, there's there's basically no way to. And he's locked not- down too, Chief. Yeah, exactly. Up. Actually, that's Easy. a three-time three-time yeah. all def- all defensive team, first team all yeah. defense in the NBA. He yeah. is a freaking lockdown defender, dude. He is literally better than Kyrie on offense. He's he's it's just a fact at this point. He is better than Kyrie on offense, and he's a far better defender. It should, it should, the, the truth should just be clear. Right. What's your Ky- What's your fascination with Paul George versus Kyrie? One of my best friends. Eric Obasekura oh. still tries to tell me that Kyrie is better than Paul George. He also tried to tell me that Kyrie's better than Kawhi today. Uh, so um, you can take that for what it's worth. But, I mean, Eric's a hooper. You know, it's hoop. He played at Holy Cross. The guy played Division One basketball for four years on scholarship. And um, I, I just don't get it. He, he thinks that Kyrie is is top ten and better than Paul George and Kawhi because of, like, a few good finals games against the Warriors. Which, granted, hey, he lit the Warriors up. He had his finals games. Kyrie's made one All-NBA team in his career, and that was a third-team All-NBA. That's not a top-ten player. No, sir. That's right. not a top-ten yeah, player. Yeah, so, like, that, those Indiana teams that Paul George took LeBron to the brink uh, with, like, Kyrie would have never taken LeBron to the brink with those Thank teams. You. That's what I you would say. You know Kyrie say. hasn't even played in a playoff game without LeBron? Uh, Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Forget winning a playoff game. He hasn't actually played it. Before LeBron showed up, Chief, Kyrie was fighting for the lottery. He was. Kyrie and the Celtics were playing for lottery picks. Yeah. The Cavs. And LeBron the gets Cavs. there and he gets a new yeah. shoe deal and then he, he makes a few mixtapes. Oh, LeBron and, has made. Hey, look, LeBron he has had made, a couple of good yeah. finals games, but let, let's call a spade a spade, man. That's not a top 10 player. Yeah. I mean, I you know, he's he's one of the. One of the best players in the world, but not yeah, probably not top ten. I mean, um, yeah, I think that's fine. I no, I mean, I to- I agree for sure. Paul George is better than him, definitely. That's what I'm saying about LeBron, man. You, people can hate all you want for him being a GM behind the scenes, but he's also made so many people so much money. He basically is single handedly famous for making Kyrie, all right, single handedly 
the the man who made Kyrie as famous as he is. Of course, Kyrie earned that with his finals games against Steph or whoever was guarding him. But um, he also elevated Kyrie and did something that Kyrie is is not. Thank you. So, bottom line, Kyrie's a top ten player in the Atlantic Division. Kyrie is a top ten player in China if he wants to go play over there. And he literally cannot hold Paul George's jockstrap when it comes to objectively speaking about who is better at basketball. <laughs> no, he's, that, I mean, folks. he's, yeah. That's just, a, that's I mean, just a cold hard fact, man. Paul George is better on offense. He is literally better than uh, on offense than Kyrie, who is amazing on offense. And he actually locks up on defense. He's a true two-way all NBA defensive player where Kyrie is like a bottom five defender. It should be clear. No, it's clear. Yeah, it's clear. I, there we go. Yeah, it's definitely clear to people who watch for sure. Um, it is amazing how just like a couple good games in the finals, which I mean, granted, like he was unbelievable in those games, but how that ele- ele- elevates someone to uh, to just an insane level. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know Kyrie's got one of the I don't know two or three best handles in the world. He's an amazing offensive player, but he's not the two way player that Paul George is. Yeah, I agree. You can, you kind of that's been that's been knacking at you for a while now. I can tell you've been wanting to get that one off your chest. I had, I had to do it, man. I mean, look, I, I love the game. I watch the game. That's a big thing, Chief. We always talk about it on the show. If you actually watch the games, yeah, you'll see that Brady's nothing more than Charlie Whitehurst with an Under Armour deal. Yeah, I agree. It is unbelievable. He is Matt Hasselback with an Under Armour deal. He is Alex Smith with six rings. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. On, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would have ten rings on the Patriots. I have no question. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. Don't at me. Just don't at me. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the goat, man. And if you actually watch the games, yeah. Mahomes is better than Brady. Yeah, he is. He, Mahomes he can actually is. throw the ball further than ten yards accurately. Yeah, dude. If Belichick had Mahomes or Rodgers or Peyton Manning, oh, it would be scary. Just forget about it. Dude. Yeah, he might as well not even play. Christ. Just for, seriously, just forget about it. Hey, quick side note, Chief. Quick side note. I just thought of this. Uh, we talked about how Uncle Phil's the goat earlier, right? On oh, the yeah. show. Oh yeah. He and we is talked the goat. about we talked about Crystal Ball's big recruiting class and how Oregon football is on the rise. Oh yeah. Okay. What about this? Make Crystal Ball an assistant coach, retain him, head of recruiting, still have him on the staff, throw the kitchen sink at Belichick and get Oregon. <laughs> football that national championship and get phil knight that national championship that he so desperately deserves and covets what's wrong with that nothing am i crazy for that i just don't think belichick would do it but i would be down if you threw threw 30 million a year at belichick he wouldn't come you mean to tell me that i don't know dude i mean he has 30 million which phil knight 100 has i just think you're not well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, there's, it's an empty checkbook when it comes to twenty six billion dollars as being your net worth. But I just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, what is Bill Belichick's net worth? Probably like a hundred million. I don't, I don't know if it even really matters at that, at that point to him. Seriously, I mean, if you're well, not, does it matter for him anymore in the in the NFL anyway? Does uh, it? I, I don't. I think he kind of wants He's to got keep six going. Rings. He, he can beat up on the AFC East all he wants. Doesn't that get old? I mean, come on! How many how many more games against Buffalo does this guy care about? Against how many more times does he get to play the New York Jets in like twenty eight degree? That's what I want. Twenty eight degree weather when it's snowing sideways and how many more Brady's... first round buys does this guy get? And then he oh plays my... some team with like some disability in the in the uh, in the divisional, and then they're one game away from the Super Bowl. 
It's unbelievable, man. Never forget, folks, the Patriots had a losing record on the road this year. It's just that fraudulent playoff system, man. It's unbelievable. What was Brady? One one touchdown, three interceptions in the playoffs this year? Yep. Should have been That's one touchdown, sick, four picks if um, that uh, D4. D4 didn't line up offsides. Yeah. These are just facts. These are just facts. Absolutely. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but Chief, am I crazy for that? Uh, I mean, I've, What's wrong I think with that we, we drummed up that thought process before Cristobal had gotten hired. Of, but we never of, mentioned Belichick. We, we, we talked Gruden, we talked and, Gruden. We talked, and we talked Saban, and we talked a few other guys. We didn't yeah. mention Belichick. We didn't. Yeah, we did not mention Belichick. Um, no, mil. I mean, I, no, I would be Here's down. 30 million. I get, I get I'm Eugene and, and, and beat up on the Pac-12 and get a national championship. Yeah, if he can beat up on the AFC East, he can definitely beat up on the Pac-12, dude. I mean, right? Chris the ball can recruit, man. That guy can recruit better than anyone, all right? Yeah. Or with the best of them. Yeah. But he can't. I, he's not going to win you a national championship. He's not going to win you a national championship. Get Belichick with, uh, with Arroyo and Eugene ASAP. With Arroyo at OC, he 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 will not win a Natty. I, I won't think, even have to worry about I that. Think, Arroyo can mop the floors for all I care. I think he can win a Natty if someone else is the OC, Cristobal. I think he can with the recruiting that they've got going now. And I think if they can, if they bring in we, four I more classes, I think it's and, a guarantee that we win with Belichick. 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 That's right. I I I think I I agree. No, I mean I'm not. I, I totally agree. I'm just saying I don't think Belichick would do it. Like I seriously don't think he would. He's like. 60, I just looked it up. He's 66. There's an amount. He's, Come on. He's There's six, an amount that he would do it for. He, he's 66. His net worth's like $100 million. Uh, it's the other side of the country in some tiny college town where it rains all the time. Like, I don't, although I guess the weather isn't that much better in Boston. But still, what about I, I, equity in Nike? I just don't. I mean, I just don't know if, uh, I don't know if Phil Knight would do that. Equity in Nike. Huh. Um, I mean, he I know. I crystal ball, Chief. I agree. I think, uh, I we will mark my words, folks. We will come up with an idea of how to get Oregon football in Addy. We will do it. Um, I I don't. We'll find a way. I don't. Oregon that, football, not Oregon State, for for all those out there. Just to clarify, we, we don't know how Oregon State. I don't. Get I don't know. I, even if Belichick was on Oregon State, they would win like four games with that roster. <laughs> Actually, no. Seriously, that's way too many. They would win like two games with that roster. <laughs> come on, come on, come man. on, man. J- Jake Luton. We gotta know Jake why Luton Anderson ducks. take the money, man. Come on. Gary Anderson, Gary. I know you're listening. I know you're listening, Gary. We we I know you're listening, Gary. Why did you leave the money on the table? Why did you do it, Gary? We need to know. <laughs> Gary, Come on. don't make us go to those sorority houses oh, yeah. over in Corvallis. Come on, man. Don't make us go go to that Delta Gamma house in Corvallis, Gary. Come on, man. <laughs> Gary, what happened, man? What what happened? Why did you let Scott Barnes keep the money, Gary? <laughs> Why did you do it? We need to tune. You know what? We need to call into a Utah State uh, presser and record it. That just has to happen. I've been saying that for too long, folks. I'm not making any more excuses. I will guarantee you, I will do that. Should I rep Tony in the I field? Wanna, I look, hey, Chief, I, Chief, I think at this point, I mean, we bring this up on every show. It's on us. Yeah, it is. It's on us to get to the bottom of this, dude. It's, no one it's else on is. Us. It, it is it's on us. Our, it's our call. It is. It might be our calling our in life now. at this point. We might be outside the lines. Bob Lee might bring us on if we get to the bottom of this, folks. And we and he must credit Tony in the field, by the way. Must. Must. For all of you out there, you must. Bleach Report, I'm coming for your throat if you don't credit us after this. Yeah. Must credit Tony in the field. All right. <laughs>
Let, let's let's wrap this thing up, Chief. Okay, okay. let's get to the uh, PJ Tucker story. As we have, uh, man, we still got even. We still got a lot more to get to. Let's get to the PJ Tucker story as we move us along. Uh, here's a quick soundbite from this show called The Boardroom, which is an ESPN Plus original series. ESPN Plus is cranking out some pretty dope content. I got to give it to them. Um, so this is with Coos and Jay Williams and PJ Tucker and Durant. Check it out. I bought. Pair of shoes for 30 grand. What shoes? 29,000. Goodness. I just bought a whole collection of his old stuff, like crazy, like Sonic Colors and KD1s. For real? His mm-hmm. all-star mm-hmm. shoes with KD2s. What's your favorite KD ever? KD2s. That's what I was just telling him. Mm-hmm. KD2s. They got it. Nike got a retro KD2. The four, though. The four times? Crazy. The four did, like, the, I think, took your joints to a whole nother level, but... The two, like, that's when he really just started killing, and the shoes was, like, super good hoop shoes, but, yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I won't wear them against him, but I'm going to wear them. Dude, PJ Tucker's so dope, man. Here's the thing about PJ Tucker that I love. One, real tough guy. There's way too many fake tough guys in the NBA, and you know this, Chief, and we talk about this all the time. Real tough guy. Oh, yeah. One of the few real first-team All-NBA tough guys. Uh, Two, knows his role. Never talks trash, like doesn't complain to the refs, just plays hard D, knocks down a corner three, and, and really is just a great role player. Three is just a real dude, like for the culture, sneakerhead, always like nice and polite with the media and like gives good sound bites, but genuinely just like loves hoop, loves collecting sneakers, and is a good dude. Couldn't agree more, man. Uh, yeah, I like PJ Tucker a lot. Uh, good player, obviously, kind of a glue guy. Three and D, real tough guy. He's down. He's a, he's about that life, as they would say. Uh, <clears throat> his shoe collection's got to be crazy, man. We gotta we gotta do a, a pod live from PJ Tucker's house, just in his shoe room, because that thing uh, is unreal. And I I love guys who have genuine passions like that. Uh, away from the court. I mean, obviously, it's still like basketball shoes, but uh, yeah, yeah, you got to respect a dude who's got a passion like that away from the court. And he is, uh, if basketball, you know, whenever he hangs him up, if he, after he's done vacationing in Mykonos Island for about five years, um, when he wants to come back to the real world and get a job or whatever, Nike should hire that guy because there probably aren't too many people uh, in the world who know more about shoes than, than Tucker. He could easily have his own show. Just on shoes. Ooh. I'm serious, dude. Yeah. Sh- shoes are such a big deal. Yeah, he could. Like, he could he get could for ri- sure have his own fashion uh, platform. He could get really high and just talk about shoes like J.R. Smith on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a possibility. Uh, shout out, PJ, man. That's a cool dude. Shout it out. All right, let's keep it rolling with KD versus the media. Um, now, this happened about a week ago. It was Durant asked about uh, his impending free agency um and <clears throat> he had apparently according to the uh the athletic and a couple other articles i read he had not gone to a media availability for like eight or nine days um and this was conveniently around the time or i shouldn't say conveniently i don't know if it's for sure why he did this but it was around the time that uh the whole nicks porzingis trade went down obviously he's being rumored to uh potentially join the knicks or any other team uh in the off season. um and so but then he was asked you know where where have you been why haven't you been around here for like a week or why haven't you been making yourself available uh to the media uh for the last eight or nine days uh this is a two minute and 50 second clip so i'll stop it if i think it's necessary but um this is just the exchange uh, kd with the reporters you guys probably heard it but let's just play it again for context 
So we've noticed that you hadn't talked for a while. Um, is it anything to do with anything on your mind, or has it just been coincidence that you haven't talked what, for some time? Why do you care? Because you usually talk. Oh, well, I feel, like, I feel like talking the last couple of days. It was anything in particular? No, I just didn't feel like it. Anything to do with conversation about free agency? That's the conversation you're going to have. I don't think about that type of stuff. That's your job. You've obviously been around the noise for so long. Is it bothering you more this year? Is it louder this year? It's unnecessary. You got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here and <clears throat> just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he just walk around here, don't talk to nobody, just walk in here and survey and then write something like that. And now y'all piling on me because I don't want to talk to y'all about that. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches. You rile up the fans about it. Y'all let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you. Grow up. Come on, bro. I come in here and go to work every day. I don't cause no problems. I play the right way. Well, I try to play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? We're talking. We're talking. So? Who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Tell me. Does that is that gonna help me do my job better? Nah, bro. I didn't feel like talking. Kevin, the uh, free agency thing really hadn't been that much of a discussion coming to you because we got it loud and clear. At least we, most of us should have that it was off off limits. Don't so go what's there. What's the problem now? No, just that you've been quiet and you're not usually quiet. You usually share your opinions and stuff. So everybody's like trying to figure out what's going on, and we're all getting questions from fans like, "What's wrong with Kevin?" I just tell him, he's playing okay, but he's not talking right now. I just don't trust none of y'all. Every time I say something, it gets twisted up and thrown out in so many different publications. Try to tear me down with my words that I say. So when I don't say nothing, it's a problem. I just want to play ball. I want to go to the gym and go home. That's all. Is that a problem? All right, then. Yeah, I mean, how do you how how are you playing? How's the team playing in the last I, couple weeks? I'm done. You know you don't care about that. I just asked you. Okay, so that's it. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen that before. Pretty crazy when it happened initially. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I've watched that video a lot. I've heard different people with different takes about it. Um, I would say. That uh, I thought it was like a pretty solid exchange between everyone involved. I don't think it, there were like any unfair questions by the media. I mean, just like, dude, if you're this, what many people consider as like the second best player in the world, one of the best players in the world, like, and you're <laughs> you're gonna be a free agent, like, and it's trade deadline time, like, people are going to ask you about that. Um, now you don't have to in- engage in it, but like. To be frustrated with the questions, I think, is probably, like, a little bit uh, aloof or just saying, like, I just want to come to the gym and hoop and go home. Well, the reason you're making so much money is because of the $24 billion TV deal that was signed two years ago. Uh, and in general, media coverage in general has skyrocketed. If you, want, if you want to go play in the 70s and beat up on a bunch of milkmen and get paid uh, 150k a year or whatever they were making back then before TV deals were booming, uh, you know, go for it. Um, but I would say that 
you know, acting as if, what the hell are you guys asking me about that for? Uh, you know, that's just, I mean, what did you think was going to happen? Um, but I would also say that, like, the way he handled it, I mean, the the answer wasn't great, but also just the general, um, I guess, tone was solid by him. Like, I don't think he was, um, he didn't, like, seem to explode too much, and he seemed to, like, legitimately be thinking about his answer like he didn't I, I I wouldn't say um he was too over the top with it is I guess what I'm trying to say um I would just say that like you got to understand that you're going to get asked about that but he wasn't too over the top of his answer so I thought it was just kind of like a solid exchange between media and player and it was uh it was interesting to watch that's a good take good breakdown by you I, I agree with <clears throat> with pretty much everything you say the one thing that I want to mention is I think he would normally uh, and I think a lot of people would normally in that situation just be like, nah, man, I'm just here to hoop and shut it down. But I think the reason that he kind of went off a little bit was just because some of the things that Ethan Strauss had been writing about him as if it were like from his own mouth. Uh, and he has a really good point about Ethan coming to the locker room. And obviously none of us know if this is like actually true or not and not speaking to anyone and just like kind of writing stuff about him that he alleges is not true. And that's not coming from him or his camp. And that's a huge issue in sports and sports media, right? And just media in general, where a lot of times reporters make up sources. They make up stories. That happens. But then there's also cases where they don't make up stories and players get mad about it, even though it's a legitimate article, legitimate sources. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I don't know which side it's actually on or if it's somewhere in the middle. It's probably somewhere in the middle. But I think that's why he went off. Not so much the questions from the media in general, like a lot of dudes would just dismiss that. And I think he would have too, but I think in that situation, he brings up Ethan Strauss out of nowhere, probably as the main reason that he kind of went off in the first place. You see what I'm saying, chief? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I do. And it was interesting that he called him out by name. You like, you re- <laughs> you, re- you rarely see that in, uh, yeah, he did call you know, him out by name. in today's player media exchange. They kind of try to act like they don't read stuff. I mean, I think it's, obvious at this point that Durant you read stuff or hear stuff um I I read two Ethan Strauss articles on the athletic I'm not sure which ones you read or which ones you're referring to um the one that I'm assuming Durant was uh pissed about was one that Strauss wrote he definitely didn't like make up any quotes or anything but he basically called Durant out um it wasn't like calling it columnist style but it was just a little bit of a negative slant of he used a specific example of uh practices over uh, players come to join the media scrum, and then Kevin Durant runs out the back do- door, avoiding the media yet again, or something like that. That put a little bit of a negative slant on Durant. Um, it wasn't like false at all because he apparently he avoided the media for eight or nine days, or what I don't remember the exact number was. Something about like a week or a little bit more than a week um, around free agency time. Um, and then he tw- he let's see, twisted is probably too big of a word he slanted it so that it made it seem like Durant was avoiding the media because free agency was happening or because the trade deadline was going on and the Porzingis trade to the Knicks and blah 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 um it is a little bit mysterious that KD was avoiding the media like that for seven eight nine days um like you heard the reporters say like they some of the reporters were just trying to ask him questions about like the games and and he was that last one that last one was such a such a meatball question though that was totally like a he didn't have that plan. He just like saw an opportunity. It was like, oh, oh. he kind of like stumbled over. It was like, Kevin, how's the team playing? And then Kevin just stuffed him into a locker. 
that was kind of funny there at the end though like i would have done the same thing and i've been like dude you don't care about that get out of here no totally but i mean like in general like that one reporter before that who had i think probably been trying to ask him like in the in the last five or six days um about his game or whatever um who when when durant wasn't showing up i i don't know man the whole the whole thing is like um when you it was kind of a perfect storm of like avoiding um the media for eight or nine days during free agency during the or during the trade deadline excuse me and during the porzingis deal uh and then also having a guy who writes an article on the athletic which is a site that gets read a lot um nationally and probably even internationally as well um about durant and then it kind of point uh, painted durant in a negative tone there was nothing made up or false in the two articles that i read anyway it was just that uh he was talking about durant avoiding the media during that time and so that's why durant got uh like pissed at him yeah it's just a bizarre situation overall man and uh what one that definitely gets more attention than it deserves just because it's the nba but that's how it goes so it happens when the regular season basically doesn't matter uh, outside of, um, uh, you know, home court in the finals. That's pretty much all of them in the in the conference finals and the finals. Um, so, yeah, uh, so that's the KD stuff. I, I, I don't know why he has to be kind of the way he is with the media, but I, I guess I guess I get it. He's a little bit sensitive when it or definitely sensitive when it comes to that stuff. Uh, all right. Random thought. College basketball stinks. Big Tony, uh, if you want to move on to that or if you want to get a final word on KD and whatever you got. No, nah, the the Katie stuff's whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, the guy is a walking bucket, and he doesn't let any of that stuff affect his game. So, it like really, it's it true. Just does not matter. Um, and dude's just gonna continue to ball out in the finals, which is, I mean, what he's done in the last two finals is nuts, man. And if he does it again this year, like, which I mean, we fully expect him to do. That's uh, just what it is, bro. It just comes down to hooping at the end of the day, just like he said. Um, college basketball, yeah, it stinks, man. This will be a quick t- conversation. It's it's unwatchable, dude. More so re- this year than than ever, man. Chief. I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe it's just because we're because we're uh, watching more NBA or because we we just have been around basketball longer. But I can't watch college basketball anymore unless it's March, man. No one can shoot. The 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 offenses are stale. Uh, it, it just stinks, dude. It's just an inferior product in every way. Yeah, so I produce a lot of the games here on 1080 The Fan, and I was producing the Oregon-Stanford game. Dude, 13 minutes into that first half, Stanford had two points. They were one of 20. I tweeted it out. There's no exaggeration here. This is just a fact, Nick, right? They were one of 21 from the field. One of 21. Um, Yeah, man, I mean, if you – it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, I will say this, like the the, – Good thing about college basketball, I guess I would say, is the uh, crazy freshman like Zion, and then like the actual atmosphere. Like if you're if you're a student at a school that has a really good basketball program, then it's fun to go to simply because the atmosphere is fun and everyone's just like liquored up and cheering against the other college. But if you're watching it on TV, like and you've just watched an NBA game, it's a brutal product. I mean, no one can shoot. Like literally, no one can shoot. Um, it's a miracle if teams shoot above like thirty percent from three during a game. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much that um champions league shout out you want to give it's back bro this week champions league is back we got some great games uh it's the round of 16 man it's knockout stage i'm fired up i'm excited to see barcelona and lion play lion is a kind of a plumber team in in the french league but hopefully they (laughs) they put up a fight juventus is back uh they just had a big signing um brought over a guy from arsenal so i think they're the favorites to win it all 
PSG's missing a few guys. Neymar and Cavani are both hurt. Interesting to see if they'll be able to fight off Man United. Just a lot of big matchups going on within these next few weeks, and champions run steady until the semifinals, uh, which starts like a month after. And I think the semis is like late April, and then the the finals is like in June. So we're we're gonna have like a solid like month and a half of champions here, which is just gonna be amazing. You know, what was interesting as I was watching the Grammys last night. Um, yeah, and I Neymar didn't win anything. Oh come on, man! Come on! Come on, man. Come I was expecting to see Neymar up there, man. 100 million Instagram followers, and everyone's telling me he's one of the best soccer players in the world. All, all I see is flopping out there, man. I, I was shocked he didn't take home an award. You see a lot of Fox Sports 1 acting by Neymar? I see a lot of acting, man. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm sure he's... Who's, a, who's, I mean, the, be, who's the better actor, Skip Bayless or Neymar? Well, I got to go Skip. I got to go Skip there. Because uh, at least I've seen I've seen Neymar score goals you know uh skip uh, skip is just game, skip is just chucking up hot hot garbage takes that are just that <laughs> the fs1 execs are just loving remember when skip was saying that he was like a young pistol pete <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah jalen wrote dude back when jalen rose would go on Jaylen like first jalen jalen i mean just dunked on him like if you go on youtube there's still clips of it of jalen just consistently just dunking on skip back in the day Remember that one segment where he like legit got mad and he was like, "All oh, that talk about Pistol Pete, one point four points per game, yeah. JV as a junior, yeah, water Pistol Pete." <laughs> Remember that, dude? Oh, and he, he put him, him in a locker. And everyone was just like, Ooh. "Oh my god, that was epic." Whoever I... the host was at the time was just so tight. <laughs> he just, I think it was yeah, Jay Crawford or whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, Jay, young Jalen, dude. He was like kind of not chubby, but he was heavier back then. Young Jalen was great, dude. He was he was just kind of breaking into broadcasting too, so he wasn't afraid to like really call people out. Um, fresh off the NBA, dude. If I was a former, I can't imagine talking to Skip as like a former pro athlete. If Skip tried to talk to me about anything in my sport, I would be like, "You you got to be kidding me, dude." Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Adnan Vert gets fired by ESPN for leaking information about baseball tonight. This was first reported by the New York Post. Uh, I listened to the Sports Illustrated Media podcast with this New York Post uh, writer on there. I believe his name was Adam something. Let's see. Let me pull it up right here. So Adnan Verk. Oh, and Adnan Verk is um, planning a lawsuit against ESPN. It's Andrew Marshan, by the way. Um, Andrew Marshan, who used to be a... Uh, beat writer for various teams in the New York area. Now he's on the media beat in New York, which is a real thing because it's New York. Um, and so he's on the media beat there for the New York Post. And he was talking about, uh, well, he first uh, wrote the article, Rising Star ESPN, uh, Adnan Verk is fired and escorted out. Uh, and apparently, as I was listening to this, I listened to the entire podcast interview on the SI Media podcast. Um, it was because Adnan Verk missed a conference call with the ESPN baseball staff and then leaked information that he knew about uh, the upcoming baseball and baseball tonight season on uh, the awful announcing to the awful announcing people. And then they were able to write an article about it. ESPN called Adnan back about it and he denied doing it at all. And then ESPN did some real research into it, talked to people at Awful Announcing, and I may have even looked through Adnan Verk's phone records because apparently Adnan Verk called the Awful Announcing people on his 
uh, not his personal phone, his work phone to spill some yeah, information. Um, so, uh, anyways, it's it's crazy to me because I love I, I really like Adnan. I mean, he filled in on the Rosillo show a lot. Uh, he's a great college football host on TV. Um, it's just kind of a funny dude in general. He's pretty solid on Sports Center too. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, he's just pretty a he's just a super funny, likable guy. Um, so he he would seem like the last person to ever leak info uh, i had two thoughts on this number one i can't believe people care enough about baseball tonight to where he would get fired for like talking about whatever the heck he leaked to them like their upcoming season staffing or where they're going to be live from in spring training like who the heck cares enough about that to to fire him um so that's number one i i guess i would say number two is that Perhaps the fact that he lied to ESPN was maybe even more so the reason that he got fired. Um, and then I'm also wondering why he leaked that info in the first place. And I'm starting to think, and I definitely don't know this, but I'm starting to think that he got paid. Um, because why else would you just leak information like that to a powerful, I shouldn't, I mean, kind of powerful blogging company like Awful Announcing? I mean, those dudes get read. They have like 100,000 or 200,000 followers on Twitter. Like, um, yeah, man, it's just a, just a, bizarre situation one of the most bizarre media situations i've ever read about dude it is weird um I, i'm still hung up on the fact that he did that like you mentioned he must have had must have been paid must have been compensated in some way shape or form to just give up information like that i'm still i would just still never do that uh i don't i don't understand why you would ever do that and uh certainly if you're gonna do that you gotta be smarter than calling on your work phone just a bizarre situation and now he's getting a lawyer involved. I don't know, man. That's just that's just a weird, weird scenario. So yeah, one, one that certainly should have been avoided. Yeah, I mean, so moral of the story is uh, don't leak any information about your company out to the public, especially when you're a media person. Um, and it, and again, it's yeah. weird. like he seems like such a likable dude. So it's just so weird that this happened. Um, and it's also, I mean, I get that it's really important to not leak company information, but. Just like it depends on what he leaked. If he just said like, "Oh, we're going live to, we're going live from Peoria for spring training for the first week or whatever," if Awful Announcing wanted to know where's ESPN going to go live from for spring training, like I, I still wouldn't do that. But I'm also I also don't think that's like a fireable offense if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's just weird, and it, and the story's definitely not over. Is he is uh, not going to get paid for any of his contract work left, which apparently he just resigned for a four year deal. Uh, so he is taking legal action against ESPN. So we will see what happens there. Uh, and finally, finally, and thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we are a little bit over an hour, uh, about an hour and nine minutes in here on Tony in the field, but going strong because uh, we're bringing you tons of great content, folks. Um, we have our save the industry segment. AP, uh, and we have some vintage, vintage Screamin' A footage. Man, Screamin' A. Chief, I'm going to preface this audio by asking you this. Does Stephen A need a vacation, or does this guy need a vacation? Someone get this man a tropical vacation and some hot wings right now. How many times How many times is this Mark, uh, Stephen A, saying something that is just like completely factually incorrect? And and it, and it's one thing to say something that's factually incorrect, like on accident or whatever, but it's another to like say it with such verdict, where you're like acting like there's no way you're wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, too a. many to count. Stephen A. on Dwayne Haskins, ladies and gentlemen, take a listen.
I just find him to be more of a runner than a thrower. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I find. I look at Colin past He could be wrong about that, folks. Uh, in fact, he is. Chief, you want to take a stab at how many rushing yards Dwayne Haskins had last year compared to how many throwing yards that he had? Um, I've actually not looked this up, so I'm excited to guess. Um, I watched a lot of Ohio State. I rarely ever saw him run, so I will go with 113 rushing yards. 110 rushing yards. Oh, my God. That's a really good guess. And almost 5,000 passing yards. Uh, But he's more of a runner, Chief. (laughs) Yeah, I, I saw the clip. Um, and they were talking about Kyler Murray so at fir- as well. So at first I was like, okay, I think he maybe he just mistook him for Kyler Murray. But then he kept going and talking about the Buckeyes and what he was doing in the Buckeyes offense. And I was like, oh, man, he's really, really still talking about Haskins. Um, so, oh, he doubled and tripled down, by the way, Chief. Yeah, he kept going. I didn't going. see this until just now. Did you see that he doubled and tripled down on it? Oh, uh, like he followed up like the next day with a new quote about it? No, no, no. Like, like people called him out on Twitter. Oh, like someone was like, "Hey, they got to stop letting Stephen A. Smith cover football." And his quote tweet on that was, "Haskins is big time. I know this, and I'm not saying he can't pass, but I view him the way I view him, just an eye test thing. I'm not talking statistically. Make of it what you will." Yeah, that's what the heck. <laughs> that that is ridiculous, dude. That is bizarre. Doubling down on that, chief. It's one thing to just like be worked to the bone and then like, you know, spew some incoherent garbage like he's done in recent weeks, uh, especially when it pertains to the sport of football, like you would put it. But to double down on it, and you ready to hear the triple down, Chief? Yeah, give me the triple down. Why? Because I believe what I believe. I know Haskins is a baller that he threw for 50 TDs last year, but I view his athleticism as more of a plus, i.e., scrambling outside the pocket, et cetera. I don't view him as an ideal pocket passer nor the runner that kyler is period my god can you imagine if a white dude said that like merrill hodge or something people would think he's like racist as hell really good point if a white dude said that dwayne haskins he he saw him as more of a runner oh my god that clearly not being the case he'd be viewed as like racist as hell man that is crazy dude he must i mean no one who's ever actually watched Haskins play would ever say that so he just I guess hasn't watched him play because he doesn't run like he doesn't run he Uh, doubled and tripled down on it and when he did that he didn't provide any argument as to why he was right he just like he always does named a few irrelevant points and then at the end like said something that just didn't make sense that's what he does it's weird because Urban Meyer's offense for so long has been predicated on a QB run Tebow Alex Smith JT Barrett and, like, Haskins literally was, like, one of the first guys Urban's ever coached who, like, does not run. And, like, anyone who watches college football knows this. Uh, that's bizarre, man. I think he – and the fact that he's, like, doubling and tripling down. and Yeah, because I guess it's one thing – it is kind of one thing to, like, mess up names, like the Hunter Henry stuff, although that was still pretty bad. That but like truly special. But to mess up a name, I guess, is, is one thing. But to, like, double and triple down on something that's just, like, for sure not true, that is bizarre. Get all I have to say is get that man a tropical that get throw him to, throw him a one way to Mykonos Island, give him a give him one of those uh, smoothies from El Prez in San Diego. Shout out to one of the best bars in the world, and then give him some hot wings and just let the guy cool off for for a month or so. Guy needs it. No, seriously, he does. Well, I, and like I think at this point, Chief, it's like safe to say that he should stop covering football. Yeah. They just bring. They just put him on that f- 
first take show and they just bring up football topics and yeah, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't get, I, it's not many, it's not even like his fault to a degree. Like the guy, I mean, it is, but there's also times where it's like, when does this guy sleep? Cause he has that three hour TV show and then like a three hour radio show. He's literally on ESPN and the hand sports center hits and they've started putting him on ESPN news for uh, his radio show. Like you can literally watch him for like six straight hours if you want. <laughs> it's bizarre. Oh God, dude, that could be a drinking game right there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You'd be blacked out. <laughs> All right, you got a uh, Pelicans talk and a uh, Shannon Sharp talk. Yeah, just real quick, uh, the goat actor Skip talking about how the Pelicans will, will regret not taking those four plumbers that the the Lakers offered offered in a package, and then two f- future first round plumbers for AD. Um, first round someone plumbers. On so, someone on, <laughs> I know you can't take it seriously, but it is it is hilarious. Uh, someone on Twitter had a really good comparison for this. So they compared this to imagine trying to sell your Porsche and trying to get market value for it. And then someone out of nowhere, like you're talking to a good buddy. And then he was just like, oh, your Porsche? Like, dude, I'll give you six Hyundais for it. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, n- no, no, I'm good. And then the, the buddy being like, come on, man, that's six for one. And I mean, that's like pretty much what's going on here, dude. Brandon Ingram is a plumber. That guy is a bum, dude. Lonzo's a slightly better plumber. Kuzma's a slightly better plumber. Dude, Kuzma uh, had 39 Zubak, the other night. He's Zubak not, he's not would, bad. Zubak would be a, a top 10 player in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne and, Benjamin, and shout these, out. And these two and these two future first rounders, man. First round they're, plumbers. They're going to be they're going to be cleaning gutters in a few years, dude. My point is don't trade one of the top 5 players in the league for six plumbers. Agreed. I, I, uh, yeah. Don't, don't trade a CEO for six plumbers. Is that what you're telling us? That is right on cue, Chief. And go ahead and bring us home with the Shannon Sharp goat thing. Yeah. Um, so Shannon, as we know, um, is a screamer. It's kind of his thing. Um, and he puts on the uh, goat mask every now and then. And sometimes he'll even dress up in a, Full on LeBron costume, but he he wore the full Lakers uh, shorts that have like not even the game shorts, but the ones that have the Lakers like across the front, uh, and then a LeBron Lakers jersey. Uh, he wore that to work the other day. Um, I I'm guessing that's where you're going with this. Yeah, this isn't the first time that he's done this, but like, dude, it's just I thought it was I didn't even think it was funny the first time. I just thought it was like, ha ha, wow, like another Shannon Sharp thing, out of control. But like, this is you know. This is just kind of what he does. And then it, it got old quick, dude. And it's it's just such a funny encapsulation of, like, the undisputed and Fox Sports 1 talk show business model, right? It's just like, okay, whatever's the most out of control and whatever's going to get the most ratings and the most clicks and the most pubs and the most views, we're just going to roll with, dude. And, I mean, I'm sure the execs encourage it. And, and, and that's – Chief, we've talked about this so many times. That is what is at the forefront of this industry, man. That is the issue. That's at the very top of why this industry needs desperately to be saved. It does. Yeah, the you execs, mean the execs. Man. Yeah. The execs are yeah. the ones that are controlling this from the top. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's why they hired Skip and paid him seven mil or whatever it is. And ah, oh, it's painful to say. And the herd's making five mil, although I, I like the herd, but he's a little out of control sometimes. But he's way better than Skip and Shannon. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I agree, man. Um, <laughs> his his goat thing is kind of a desperate cry for ratings. Um, but that's uh, that's what they got going over there, I guess. Um, I don't I don't watch it, but I see it on Twitter every now and then or something, and uh, it kind of makes me laugh. Like if I don't wa- spend, if I don't waste my time watching it, if I just see it on Twitter, it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah. It's the we gotta execs. do something quick, man. We got to do something real quick. What What do we do? There's got to be accountability, man. I mean, we we got to figure out a way to to transform the industry. We we have to figure out a way to 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 integrate proper journalism to reward the true pros and to punish the frauds. Okay, I like it. Well, I think that's what we have to continue to do here on Tony in the Field. We'll we'll keep doing it, folks. It starts with us, folks, but we can't do it alone. We need your help. You know what to do. Use the hashtag save the industry. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Instagram. There we go. SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find us. Just search Tony in the field. Feel free to tweet at us anytime you want um, and use that hashtag save the industry. Or any other hashtag if you want. Um, if you see something that needs to be called out in the sports media, we can do that for you. Um, keep your questions coming. Keep your pod topics coming. Uh, keep your comments coming. We appreciate that. Um, and, again, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Tony in the Field. Uh, you guys know that by now. All right, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>